You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The author of the book of James uh, is, of course, the name bearer. And if you'll notice in James 1 and 1, that he identified himself at the time as a bond servant or person that willfully committed himself to God as a slave. However you want me to think, Lord, however you want me to talk, whatever you want me to do, I'm yours, a bond servant. And he identifies the people that he's writing to as, number one, the 12 tribes. And number two, people that were scattered. Same verse, James 1 and 1. And of course, the 12 tribes refers to Israel, and the meaning of Israel is very important uh, as it concerns the text, because Israel represents those that prevail or get the victory because of God. I say it, those that prevail or get the victory because of God. And when you consider that, uh, though he was writing to the literal Israel, the text is speaking to us. Yeah, because like Israel, we know if we are going to be successful, it's going to take God. If it's going to work out for my good, it's going to be because I trust God. I'm looking to the hills from whence comes my help. I, I, I have learned that, that things won't always go well based upon my strength, even based upon Combine strength with another human. Some things, in order for them to turn out the way you desire, you're going to have to include God. I said you're going to have to include God. He, he's not just going to jump in. You, you have to ask him for help. Jesus himself said in Matthew 7 and 7, in part, ask and it shall be governed. By a show of hands, how many have ever asked God for help? And he helped you. And you understand what Psalm 46 and 1 means. He is a very present help. 
And the psalmist said, in trouble, but some of us have learned that God will help you at all times. In the church and outside the church. But you'll notice that he was not just writing to Israel or those that prevail with God. But at the time, he identified them as being scattered. Historically, there was a dispersion taking place. Persecution had broke out against the church. And so the people of God had to separate. A breakup took place, but it was not a voluntary breakup. They had to go because they were being attacked. They were being persecuted. And understand, whenever a breakup takes place, whether it's a family or whether it's a church, it has the capacity to cause division. And one thing that Jesus warned the disciples about is making sure that, that they understood how devastating division can be. Because sometimes you'll go through something that, that may cause a breakup, that may cause a separation, but you still have to stay on a court. Again, because division can be devastating. Let's consider Matthew 12 and 25. Turn there with me real quick. Matthew 12 and 25. And consider what Jesus said in reference to division. Matthew 25, and let's consider the 12th verse. Are you there? Matthew 12 and 25. Lord have mercy. Let's go there. That's what you're saying. Ready? Jesus discerned thoughts and said to his, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to, help me, desolation is a state of unhappiness. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. It's not going to be strong and effective. If it will not stand, it, it will not be strong or effective. See, the Lord ordained for his church to be strong. He told, he told Peter and the disciples, upon this rock or the word, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it bottom line his church is to be strong the church he's building is going to be a strong church an effective 
church. You have to consider that corporately as well as individually. Because the church is made up of many members. And so it's important as individual members of the church that once we hear the word, we have to allow the word to build us up or make us strong. Yeah, we, we have to make sure we put the word into action because in order for the church to be strong, we have to be responsible from a corporate standpoint. But as an individual, you have to make sure you stay in the place you need to be. Again, because if a house, a church is divided, it's going to be brought into desolation and it will not stand. We got to be effective. We have to be effective to the point to where when folks see us, they see Jesus. I said when they see us, they see Jesus. Why is that? Because we're called Christians. And to be Christian is to be Christ-like. We can't just sing the song, I want to be just like Jesus. We got to be like Jesus. Not in uh, the sense of Jesus was flawless. We just have to strive to think, talk, and do according to the word. Because Jesus is the word. Right? He said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the In John 1 and 14, it says, and the word of Jesus was made flesh. We have to stay in the word. We don't want to get to the point to where we allow separation or breakup to cause us to become divided. I need to break it down a little more. You may get upset with a brother or sister, but you got to be big enough to stay Christ-like despite being at odds with your brother or sister. Are there going to come times you're not, you're, you're not going to agree with somebody about something? Yeah. Times you may get upset with somebody in the church? Yes. But you got to be big enough to not allow what's going on between you and your brother and sister to cause you to get out the will of God. Will you get upset with a leader in the church that's over the auxiliary you're in? You might. But you still have to be big enough not to allow division to come into that auxiliary. A house divided will be brought into desolation and it will not stand. And so Israel was in a position to where people they were used to bonding with, talking with, they were no longer connected. Literally, because of the separation. We're no longer together. And so James, as 
the bishop of the church had to deal with what was going on. He had to deal with it. Because he knew because of the breakup that their faith was being tested. Consider what he said here in James 1. Go back to James with me. James 1 and verse 2. He says, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials. Verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. He knew that because of the breakup of the separation that they their faith would be tested. I said their faith would be tested. Faith comes by and hearing the word of God. They were receiving the word, but their faith was going to be tried to the point to where, if possible, they would become people that would listen to the word but not put it into action. See, see Peter revealed in 1 Peter 4, 12, and 13 in part that when you're going through a trial, specifically he talked about a fiery trial, you can't think it strange. He was, letting, he was letting the churches of Asia Minor know that, look, you can't look at going through trouble as if something is wrong. Because God allows trouble. I said God allows trouble. And he has forewarned us when trouble does come that we need to stay in the word. Look at somebody and tell him or her for me, the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the word. You got to stay in the word. But when people go through trials or times of testing in reverence to their faith, they start thinking strange. They look for alternatives. They know that they should put the word first, but in their mind somewhere, they are looking for an alternative or something that, that may work the way they want it to work. Ooh, looking for a quick solution. I said looking for a quick solution. Looking for something to do what you feel like the word is not doing fast enough and so Peter had to tell him think it not strange don't act like you don't know that when you hear the word that there's not a devil that's going to try to come and take the word out of your heart don't act as if you think it's strange or, or wrong for certain things to happen because Life is filled with ups and downs. Don't act as if you are immune to certain things. 
Oh, no, you're going to go through some stuff. I said, you're going to go through some stuff. I don't care how perfect you think you are. God bragged on Job, said, you know what? He flawless. He, he eschews evil and he clings to good. But Satan said, but let me test him. Just let me have him for a few days. Let me just do my thing and I'll cause him to curse you to your face. You're going to be tested. Now, he's not going to put no more on you than you can handle, but you're going to go through some stuff. But you can never get to the point to where you start thinking in contrast to what is written and revealed. You got to stay in the word. And so... James basically told them, said, look, the testing of your faith is going to produce patience. And see, some folks don't like waiting. That's, that's one thing patience connotes, waiting. You just got to wait. Forget your timetable, God. I need you to move now. See, when you do that, you, you acting like God instead of a servant of God. It has to be on his timetable. It has to be God's way. You just have to be to the point to where in the midst of being tested, you're not going to cast away your confidence. Why? Because your confidence has reward, a great reward. Bottom line, if you just wait or expect God to do it in the midst of trouble, God going to show up and show out. I said God going to show up and show out. Some of y'all acting like God ain't never showed up and showed out for you. I know personally some of y'all over here that God showed up for and he showed out. You're holding on big time. Oh, y'all trying to be mouse quiet right here in the middle section. Likewise, I know some of y'all that God has showed up for and he did some amazing things for you. God will show up and do a Luke 6 and 38 on you. You know the good measure, the press down, the sh shaking together, and the running over. But you got to be patient. You got to wait on some stuff. You got to wait on God to allow some things to, to happen. You got to wait on God to... To allow you to go through certain experiences. If he puts you in trouble or trial, if he allows it, he's going to take note of how you're going to deal with it. See, we just want to get our feet wet a little as the old saying goes and then come right out of it. No, it's going to be more than your feet getting wet. God going to allow you to feel the fire. 
That's what Peter called it, a fiery trial. And how many know God can sense himself and you will feel the fire? Ooh, I said you will feel the fire. Ain't got no hair on your head, but you'll be scratching your head as if you got some hair. God will allow you to feel the fire. But you have to understand something. If God allows you to go through trouble, he's going to be right there with you. You know his promise. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be right here. Even though you in the fire, God is right there with you. Come here, Hebrew boys. What did the king say? I see three that we put in the fire, but I see somebody else, and his form is like the son of God. You got to know whatever you go through, God is right there. No matter how tough it gets, God is right there. There. No matter what you're going through in your mind, in your heart, in your being, God is right there. No matter how much it looks like it's not going to turn out in your favor, you got to hold on to Romans 8 and 28. It's going to work out because you love God or you're staying in the will of God. Shout at somebody one more time. The best place to be. And the safest place to be is in God's will. Tell them again, the best place to be and the safest place to be is in God's will. Say to your neighbor, seem like I'm separated. I'm by myself. You got to hold on even though you don't feel like you connected. You got to hold on even though you don't feel God the way you want to feel God. Even though you don't feel folk are with you the way you want them to be with you. You, you got to hold on no matter what. Because some things you're going to go through, you're going to feel like you're by yourself. Because most of what's happening is affecting you. But you have to know in the midst of your trouble, somebody praying for you. Even though you may feel like you're by yourself, you better know somebody praying for you. Some folk, they brag about going to see folk. I want somebody praying for me. Because sometimes folk who come to see you ain't the best person to come see. I've known folks that went to see somebody in the hospital and went to their home and, and they come back and say, well, how are they doing? They ain't doing good. They are not. You need somebody that's going to be praying for you and going to trust God to send his power or to send his hand there and touch what needs to be touched. Move what needs to be moved. Change what needs to be changed. Why? Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. And so you got to learn how to just wait. Even when you don't feel like waiting. Even
even when you think your waiting is in vain. Your waiting is never in vain. I thought it would have been done happen by now. Well, it ain't happened, but God's still going to do it. I thought I would have got my turnaround by now. Well, you ain't got the turnaround yet, but God is still going to cause it to be turned around. Didn't you hear what Deacon Holland took us to earlier? 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. If God made you a promise through the preached word giving you a rhema, if you hold on, if you wait on him to do what he gave you, God is going to show up and show out. Why is that? Because eyes have not seen. Excuse me. Ears have not heard. Neither have entered into the heart of folk what God is going to do for his folk. Look at somebody and tell them God got some special stuff for his folk. I said God got some special stuff for his folk. God got some special stuff for his got some special stuff for his that sinner may not have got it but you're going to get it God is going to do for you what he not one joint nor tittle shall pass until all is fulfilled And so he wanted to make sure even though they were in a place of separation, couldn't get to the prayer partner, wondering where different ones were, despite the separation. He wanted to make sure, number one, that they got the word. And that's the reason he went into great detail talking to them about their experience. I know you done been scattered, but you can't think it strange because you're being tested. You got to count it all joy. In the midst of your diverse troubles. In the midst of your situation. You still got to give God some praise. Oh, you still got to give God some praise. In the midst of what you're going through. Don't ever allow your trouble to take your hallelujah. You got to have your hallelujah when you run into trouble in Walmart. When you're getting ready to check out in Kroger and you recognize you ain't got enough money based upon what they're telling you, you still got to have your hallelujah. Why you might be putting a couple of cans back, you still got to have your hallelujah. 
in the midst of being turned down from something that you really desire and thought you were about to get you still got to have your hallelujah you gotta count it all joy even though you're going through trouble even though it ain't working out the way you thought it was gonna work out count it all joy And so he was giving them the word. But then. In his being was. Are they just listening? <laughs> are they just listening? You, you know, brother so-and-so, he, he really know how to say amen when it's being preached. So, so-and-so re re really know how to help you quote scripture. But, <laughs> is he doing more than listen? Because, see, sometimes you, you know folks heard it, but then when you see them, you be like, oh. See, religious folks will amen the word. Let you know they're listening. But sadly, some religious folks will not do it. I'm giving them the word. But my question is, are they doing? the word nobody is asking you if you're flawless in carrying out the word just just are you striving to to do the word we know you may take a step and then mess up but 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 <laughs> are you yet Striving to do the word. And then he, he breaks it down in James 1 and 22. If you're hearing the word, that's wonderful. But if you're not doing it, you're deceiving yourself yeah, amen prayer but you rarely pray you amen staying in the word but if the truth be told you never pick up your bible until Sunday morning You can only quote what you hear the preacher quote because you only.
Say to your neighbor, that's not good. That's not good. I guess not just in layman's terms, but, but in just point-blank country terms. When you're deceiving yourself, it, it's just a situation where you're messing yourself up. Woo, got to get nosy a little bit. Just ask somebody, uh, uh, you messing up yourself? I done lost some of y'all who was loud a while ago. Amen. Go ahead, preacher. Tell it. Say it. I still need you to tell me to say it. That didn't set over well with somebody. Just look at somebody else and say, are you messing up yourself? Well, uh, Reverend Walker, he really brought forth the word today. Well, what was the subject? I don't know the subject, but he brought forth the word. Did he bring it forth so you would run on and see what the end going to be? Well, he brought forth the word. You got to be a doer. If not, when you deceive yourself, it says... Number one, that you're false. You're false. When you deceive yourself, it says that you're, you're false. That's like a slap in the face, ain't it? You're false. I don't want to come to church and listen to the word and when all is said and done, I'm going to hell. Now you can, you can get folk to have you an elaborate service and make everybody at your service think you're going to help them because they, they, they doing everything. They committing idolatrous thing, bringing a crown, <laughs> Putting it on you, insulting God's word, demeaning his word. But idolatry can be put forth on you, but if you are just a hearer and not a doer, you're going to bust hell wide open. If the only thing you got when people tell you to do the word is, well, ain't nobody perfect. You're going to buzz hell wide open. Y'all were happy with me a while ago. I done turned down the street. You didn't think I was going to go there. You know I got to go down that street for a minute. You have, you have to be to the point to where you understand. You, you, just, you just don't want to be that person that, that's go, just going to come to church for years and just hear it. 
and not do it. You trying to force me to be saved? No. I'm trying to make this so plain to where you understand the text. Because some of us know what, what it is to come to church and just hear it but never practice it. And see, you can't say you're not perfect because it's not about being perfect. It's about striving to think, talk, and do his will. You're striving to do. It's not just a Sunday thing that you, you put on a mask for Sunday, but then... Man, now, nowadays in times, you, you hear preachers put just about everybody in heaven. You be wondering, who going to hell? I guess the Bible is just wrong. Now, he didn't get saved, but he just put him in heaven. And, and then, then you have this right here come from religious folk. The very ones you think going to make it. You ain't going to see them there. It ain't about what you think or nobody else think. It's about what he said in his word. And see, messages like this sometimes run for all. Oh, but, but, but let me tell you something. Even if, even if I don't, even if I'm not saved, I still want to know the truth. And see, some folks can change stuff, but scriptures like this, how you going to change this? It's too plain. If you hear and don't do, you messing up your self. And again, it's not about you being perfect, but it's about you, it, but you should have checks in your life. Well, I know when it comes to this, I'm not where I need to be. But when it comes to this right here, check, this, check, this, check, this, check. But if you've been saved 15 years, and if you only have two checks, where you doing the right thing, but you got about 87 checks, where you're not, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. Because you, you should be able to check some stuff off. You know what? I stayed in the church for months and I wasn't giving God his money. I wasn't praying the way I should, but now I am. So check and check. You know, I, would, I just used to get mad and wouldn't get it right with my brother and sister. I would just roll eyes at them. And, and then I would speak to other folk, wouldn't speak to them. But now that I done growed and I done heard that word that I got to treat folk right, even my enemies and so forth. Check and check. And everybody going to have some things that you ain't checked yet. 
that you're going to steadily have to work on as you grow. But if you, but if, but again, if you got two checks and you've been in God 15 years, now, now this is the sad thing when you get to the point to where you want folks to think you saved, but just about everybody know you ain't. just got to strive to do and, and see Jesus said look it's not hard the way of a transgressor is hard the best life and the easiest life to live is a Christian life when you're a sinner and, and you get high it, it comes to a point to where it's hard to stay high it's hard to stay high in one sense because you ain't got no money to stay high. It's hard to stay high in another sense because it seemed like everything you used to smoke, used to shoot, used to snore, that would get you high. Now you're snoring, you're shooting, and you're drinking, and you ain't getting the high you used to have. The way of the, of the New King James says the way of the unfaithful is hard. James wanted them to do the word. Hear the word. Amen the word. Hallelujah the word. But do the word. And sometimes in order to do the word, you got to sever some relationships. You can't hang around everybody and, and just do the word the way you need to do the word. Yeah, you got to sell. You, you, you got to limit how you deal with certain folks in order to really do the word. Now, when it comes to me, I, I got to get up and pray every day in order to do the word. I got to get in the word every day. You got to have, you, you have a personal relationship to the point to where you know what it's going to take for you in order to think, talk, and do the word every single day. You got to know it. You can't just do what I do. Why? You're not on that level. And that's not an insult. It's just the truth. We are completely different. I'm your pastor. So I need to be on a different level. But you need to know where you are. And do accordingly. Let me close it. I'm finna close it. And so he wanted them to be a doer of the word. James 1 and 25 in my clothes. This is what, this is what he tells them. After telling them to do the word, he says in James 1 and 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty 
and continues in it. Just look at the word written and revealed and just continue in it. And notice what he calls the word, the perfect law of liberty. The word is the thing that's going to cause you to be free. Jesus said it a little better, James. I'm sorry, but I got to go to Jesus. What he said in John 8, 31 and 32. He said, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. But James said, you got to look in it. You got to examine it. You got you, you to look and then you got to apply what you see. And you'll find out it's the perfect law of liberty. You have to get to the point to where you don't allow anything to control or dominate you but the word. When you continue in the perfect law of liberty, you've gotten to the point to where you ain't going to move unless God tell you to move. You have a whole lot of stuff coming at your mind, but you're going to fight everything that's trying to make you think in contrast to God. Because you, are, you refuse to be dominated by anything or anybody save what God has told you to allow to direct or guide you. And in one sense, he said, the Holy Spirit will guide you into how much truth? So if the Holy Spirit is guiding you into, how, into all truth, that means as long as you follow the Holy Spirit, you're going to be free. Why is that? The truth will make you You look into the perfect law of liberty. Notice how he closes the verse. And continues in it. I'm in, I'm in, the, latter, in the latter part. And is not a forgetful hearer. You got to know the subject. God gives me everything. Well, his scripture was such as I don't remember the subject. You need to remember the subject. Be not a forgetful what? Yeah. Now notice, he didn't even put forgetting, forgetting what you heard on the devil. He said, it's your responsibility not to forget what you done heard. Look at it again. Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed. And what he what? You can't help but be blessed. There's no way you can stay in the word and not be blessed. And you know how large blessed is the meaning of blessed? One meaning of blessed is happy. You can't stay in the word and not be happy. If you get in the word the way you should, you're going to be happy. You will not have to take Antidepressants to be happy. The word will make you happy. Yeah, I used to get drunk to be happy. See, now y'all looking at me. I know, you, I know you used to get a hold of that MD. That mad dog because you couldn't afford Crown Royal. Oh, when I couldn't buy no Crown Royal, I would just get 
MD, mad dog. And if I didn't see no MD, I was well, they got some lightning creek. Get this. Some of the nastiest tasting stuff you ever put in your mouth. Used to drink it and make a frown that would run away the dog and the cat. Used to drink that stuff and Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But the word, the word, you'll be happy without a drink, happy without a snort, happy. That's what bless means. But bless also has a theological meaning. It, it, it means receiving the favor of God. The favor of God is when God does something for you. You nor anyone else can do. It's when God causes something to come your way that's bigger than you. Something that comes your way that meets every one of your needs as well as gives you your heart's desire. That's the reason Proverbs 10 and 22 said, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And get this, and he adds no sorrow with it. I'm going to stop. I'm done. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise. Good God.